Hey guys, you're listening to Sidebar. Welcome back to another episode of Sidebar. Woo! Tonight's episode is a hydration episode because your girl needs to hydrate and you guys need to hydrate. We all need a hydrate break. So grab some water, grab some electrolytes, whatever you do to hydrate. And yeah, take a drink with me. Let's hydrate. Ooh. I hope everyone's Thanksgiving was fun, going well, um, and if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving and it was just a normal Thursday, I hope your Thursday was great. All my Friday, Black Friday shoppers out there, hopefully no one had to fight any crazy crowds out there, and yeah, you guys are just having a good holiday. I do apologize if I'm sounding like I'm working real hard to breathe. It's just, it's been super, super cold. Like, it's been snowing where I'm at. And, oh my gosh. When it gets cold, my chest gets pretty tight. And I've been hitting all my inhaler and stuff. But, like, I promise I'm okay. I'm just trying to breathe. That's all. Um, yeah. So, anyways. Um, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about... The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, if you guys haven't heard of it, like I haven't, it is a conspiracy theory uh, about the U.S. Navy. So, let's dive in, shall we? So, back in 1943, during World War II, the U.S. Navy decided to work on a top-secret mission. American ships were being destroyed by German U-boats in the Atlantic Ocean, and something had to be done. The USS Elridge, a cannon-class destroyer escort, was chosen to be the ship to try out an experiment using Einstein's unified field theory. The unified field theory, to my understanding, is an attempt to unified forces of gravity, electromagnetism, and strong and weak forces. Did you guys catch me say electromagnetism? I feel like I was able to nail that and <laughs> we know I'm not very good at nailing big words, so point to me. Anyways, um, so, oh yes, okay. With this, you can manipulate the fields to make the ship invisible, or so forth the theory is to make it invisible to enemy radar. On October 28th, 1943, the ship was in Philadelphia Shipyard, where it was loaded with classified generators that would be used to power the experiment. When everything was in place and given the green light to start, the experiment almost immediately went wrong. Which, you know, not saying that's on par with the government, just not surprised. 
The ship started to be engulfed in this cloud of greenish-blue fog coming off the generators. Then the ship started to glitch in the fog, as if it was going in and out of reality. And then suddenly, it was gone. Just vanished. Not that the ship was, like, invisible to the naked eye. It just wasn't there anymore. Just pop out of existence. Then... After a handful of minutes, the fog returned and the ship came back into Philadelphia's port. When the ship returned, however, the crew was not the same. Some of them were fading in and out of existence until they were just gone altogether. Others became violently ill with a mysterious illness. Then you have other crew members who are going insane and entering states of psychosis. And then the worst, in my opinion, was that some of the crew members were now infused into the ship. Their limbs just attached or them are half emerged into random parts of the ship. <clears throat> the Navy immediately saw this as an extreme failure and destroyed any documents that mentioned anything about this experiment. Any crew members that were able to walk away from the incident unharmed couldn't return back to their homes and were put into mental hospitals and they were told, and their families, I mean, were told that they went MIA during a mission. And if that didn't work out for those members, they brainwashed the others that had to, like, go back into society. They brainwashed them to forget that the whole thing ever happened. And so with that, the Navy just put the whole thing behind them, never talked about it again until 1957. So. We're going to talk about a man named Morris K. Jessup, an astronomer specializing in UFOs, who wrote a book called The Case of the UFOs. And this book is just about basically how UFOs, if they are existing or if they, or he believes that they are, this is possibly how they can fly. And he believes that we should study UFOs and learn something from them. And you wonder why I mentioned him. Well, he started to receive some interesting letters from a man named Carlos Alande. Alande claimed that he was on board the SS Andrew Furnus, for Youthith, for Youth, for Seth, for Seth. There we go. I got it at some point. In Philadelphia in 1943, where he witnessed the naval ship, the USS Elridge, our girl, um, become invisible before reappearing in Virginia, disappearing again and reappearing back in Philadelphia's naval shipyard. Remember how the ship just disappeared? Well, apparently it popped up 200 miles in Norfolk, um, <clears throat> North for North Fork, Virginia. And then came right back. 200 miles. 
curious about these claims in the letters, Jessup started to look into them. And while he couldn't produce any evidence that this ever happened, let alone finding any documents talking about it, and Carlos isn't producing any evidence either, Jessup kind of just wrote, wrote the whole thing off as some type of hoax that he came up with. Until... One day, when two officers of the Office of Naval Research came to their door, apparently they had received a package with a copy of Jessup's UFO book with the pages just filled with all these notes in the margins and on the sides with three different types of handwriting. One appeared to be some type of foreign alien language. Another one was written by in broken English as if someone who wasn't native to the tongue was trying to write it as best as they could. And then the last one, Jessup happened to recognize that handwriting as the same handwriting of the person who was writing the letters. And so for whatever reason that we don't know, we're not sure, those two ONR officers decided to publish 127 copies of the <clears throat> Ananote book that had all the notes in it. And they were initially dubbed the Vargo editions because their publisher was Vargo Manufacturing. So, curious, right? But... Now, this story is just out there to the masses. Everyone knows about it. Everyone's talking about it. So, you know what happens? People want a movie about it. And that's exactly what happened. In 1984, Hollywood was able to get the rights to make this story happen and they were able to release a few films on it and in 1988 a man named Al I believe it's pronounced Bilik so I'm going with Bilik um don't come at me (laughs) so Al our boy Al saw this movie the Philadelphia experiment and he was just suddenly flooded with a swarm of memories he did not know he had. After the movie, Bilek came forward claiming that he was a survivor of the experiment and he was one of the few that was brainwashed to forget the whole thing ever happened and that he was in the Navy at this time and that everything he saw was true. And, but was it though? This is kind of where our story just ends, is that we have another person claiming to this be real. Carlos eventually ends up going on the run and just fades off into history. We don't really know whatever happened to him. And he was just became just some guy with this crazy theory. So let's talk about what we do know. <clears throat> For instance, we know that there was actually... A ship that was the USS Elridge, but it wasn't part of any type of secret mission. It didn't have anything like super top secret classified stuff. It did have important cargo, but nothing like you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is aliens. <laughs> um, oop, where did my notes go? And 
when you look into the ship's travelogue from August 27th, 1943 to December 31st, 1943, it sailed from New York, Long Island to Bermuda and then back to New York. And then it traveled to the Naval Operating Base of Norfolk in Virginia. And then from from Virginia, it goes to... Um, Casablanca and then back to New York and then one more time back to Norfolk with four other ships in tow and it never stopped in Philadelphia. It was never there or at least within its reports it never was. Um, as for the ship appearing being in Philadelphia, then appearing in Virginia, and then back to Philadelphia, if it actually was in Philadelphia at some point. Um, Its explanation for some teleportation is that there is a canal that goes between the two shipyards of Philadelphia and Norfolk. And usually, if you go the normal way, that takes about two days. But with this canal that only the military has access to, it cuts it down to like six hours, which is insane. So that can explain that if Elridge was suddenly seen at Philadelphia and then poof, this crazy short amount of time, as much as it does it seem like that short back in that day that was like lightning fast to them so that could explain the whole teleportation thing and then there is also an explanation of what could cause this so-called greenish bluish fog that encompassed the ship before it disappeared so um what could have possibly happened is that the ship while traveling um, experience a St. Elmo's fire. And St. Elmo's fire is when there's a glow of mast head produced by an extreme buildup of electrical charge. So it's like basically crazy big clouds and all this electricity charge. And with the ship's beams and stuff, it just makes like this big electrical boom looking thing. So that could explain the fog. Um, And for the Navy at this time, there is no records talking about any type of like top secret project of like invisible or messing with radars. There's nothing really out there like that. The only thing that would be considered like a top secret mission was this project called Project Rainbow. And basically what that was, what it supposedly was, was this plan to conquer the access powers that was going on at the time. And then as for the characters in this story, Jessup and the ONR officers, apparently they're real. Like Jessup's, no, apparently, but like Jessup's real. He's a real person out there and he has now passed since all this has happened. And, you know, you couldn't find the book out there. And as for Carlos Alande, he allegedly came out a few years later, um, saying that he made the whole thing up, that it was just some crazy hoax. But was it? Was it a hoax? Or did the government 
catch on to Alande knowing their dirty little secrets and told him to. Who knows? What do you guys think? And that is the Philadelphia Experiment, a.k.a. the World War II ship that teleported. Dun, dun, dun. Woo! I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it's a short episode <laughs> um, with the holidays and stuff. Uh, it was kind of hard for me to plan like a full length episode, but I thought this was a fun little short one. I wanted to make sure you guys got something for the holidays. Um, just a quick little fun episode. If you want me to look into more con- government conspiracy theories, let me know and send me your favorite ones. I am totally down to do any conspiracy theories. I love doing these. So if you have any that you would like to share onto the podcast, email the podcast at sidebar.podcast505 at gmail.com. If you need to look that up again, it is in the show notes. Also, Follow the podcast on Instagram at sidebarpodcast505. That is where I post Google Forms of topics that will be of next week. Same for album episodes. It's also another place you can leave suggestions on what you would like me to talk about in an episode. Please, oh pretty please, rate, share, follow the podcast wherever you can subscribe to it um tell your friends all that helps make the podcast grow and with it growing we can make better and more stuff and i think that is it so a reminder email the podcast any stories or suggestions you would like to have on the podcast and follow the podcast on instagram And I hope you guys have a fantastic holiday for the rest of this holiday season. And I'll talk to you guys later. As always, drink responsibly and have a drink with me next time. Bye, guys.